are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode 30. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. I hope you're well. Hey, today I want to talk about people pleasing. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, there's a variety of things that could fall into the bucket. Something as small or simple as saying yes to someone when you really mean or want to say no. Perhaps going out to a party when you'd rather stay in. Saying yes to a drink because your husband tells you he doesn't want to drink alone. Perhaps drinking the drink your friend bought you even after you said you'd had enough but because she spent the money on it and you don't want to upset her and it frankly seems like a waste, you, know, you drink it anyway, but you would really rather not. What you're doing is you're trying to keep everyone happy as though it's part of your job description, keeping the ship on an even keel. I see this a lot, especially with women. But people pleasing, you see, is all about making decisions and taking action based on other people's needs, on meeting other people's needs and putting them before your own. Now you think you're doing this for the right reasons, right? You think you're being selfless or you're putting others first. But when you do this at the expense of what you want, then I want to offer that it's a lie. Now there may be situations when you truly don't mind whether you live in this town or you live in that one, right? You could go to either So there's no loss to anyone if you go along with what your spouse wants. But when you make decisions that go against what you want solely to please the other person, then you're on tricky ground. So why do we do this? Well, I tend to see two main reasons. Firstly, because we want to be liked or because we're seeking approval from outside ourselves, even if it's in a very minor way and even if we wouldn't want to admit this to anyone. And secondly, we do this to avoid discomfort. So let's take a look at both of these. When we do things to be liked or to seek approval from others, it's often because we value their opinion of us, perhaps even over our own. We care what they think, even though we never really know what they truly think about us. Think about that. The truth is that we can't control what they think, even when we try by doing all the things we think they want. Living where they want, going to the restaurants they like the best, splitting a bottle of their favourite wine with them because they don't want to drink alone. Because they will always get to choose what they want to believe about us, whatever they tell us. But the real problem with this is that we're outsourcing our own sense of self-worth to somebody else. We're mirroring what they think about us to ourselves. Now that can work as long as we're getting the approval back from them. But the moment that stops, we're adrift. Because if we value ourselves based on how they see us, the moment they stop either showing us that they appreciate us or changing their views on us, then we're really at sea with regard to our self-worth. Now, the other reason we people please, as I mentioned just now, is to avoid discomfort. Perhaps we don't want to let someone down or we don't want to hurt their feelings. We don't want an awkward conversation. How many times have you avoided those? So we steer clear of the situation. We end up saying yes to an invitation 
or agree to take on a project when we don't really want to. And then we grumble about it, even to just to ourselves, and we whip ourselves by being too weak to say what we really wanted to say. Because when you people please, you're constantly putting others first before yourself. It's like you're standing in a queue for the post office and you just keep letting more and more and more people go in front of you. you you'll never get to your destination. So you're going to be constantly devaluing what you want and what your needs are. And the more you people please, the more this becomes a habit. But your needs matter. Your values matter. You matter. Okay, so let's look at how this shows up. If you start from the perspective of a feeling that you need to seek or get approval from others outside of you, that stems from a feeling of insecurity. Perhaps you're starting with a feeling of not quite measuring up in some area of your life and you're going to unconsciously start trying to compensate for that or overcompensate for that. And that's where you try and deal with this through people pleasing, through trying to control how others see you. So trying to control your external circumstances. So what ends up happening is you work hard every day to really make sure that everybody is happy and everyone likes you and they get along with you and that crucially you don't disappoint them. And we tend to think that if we can just master this, that that will help and we'll feel more secure and better about ourselves. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we fit and our value to other people. Now, this is an impossible task and the rational you absolutely knows this. It's impossible to make sure that everyone in your life is happy, that their needs are met and that they are never upset with you. But even though this isn't possible, we still run around in this kind of frantic state, trying to do it, trying to make sure that everyone is getting what they need and no one's ever disappointed in us. And I'm going to tell you, this is exhausting. It doesn't work and it wears you out at the same time. You're going to exhaust yourself and then what happens? Well, then you feel even worse, right? So you're going to get to the end of the day and you're just going to want to take a break from life, whether that's from what's happened in the office or what's happened in your day-to-day -day life or in the home. You're just going to want to take a break from life, from people, from responsibilities, from everything in block caps, right? You can't deal with anything anymore, you say, because you're so frazzled. You're just so worn down with paying attention to everyone else's needs except your own. It really, really is too much. And it becomes then the weight of so much pressure that leads people to saying, I just can't do it, right? I just need to find a way to forget about how I feel for a while. I just need a break. Just need to escape for a little bit. Enter stage right, the quick and easy fix, alcohol. Alcohol is such a quick and easy fix, right? To make us feel differently. And you've taught yourself that again and again and again. You know that all you have to do is drink even just half a glass of wine and you will find yourself relaxing. So for so many people, when it comes to the exhaustion that they feel at the end of the day, opening up a bottle of wine or pouring themselves a drink not only seems like the really easy way to feel better, but it finally kind of feels as though you're finally putting yourself first, right? It's me time. I hear that so often. I deserve this. This is the time that is just allocated to me. So if that's the pattern that you're in, 
right? It's a pattern that with our nice, efficient, primitive brains, it's going to carry on repeating. And this is why you can find yourself getting exhausted by the end of the day and then drinking to relax, you know, repeat, repeat, repeat. So what can we do about this? Because we do have human brains and we do have um, emotional control over ourselves. There's three ways I want to offer today. And the first is I want to encourage you to really get to know yourself, right? It sounds really mad, really, but really how well do you know yourself? If you're one of these people who's been giving, 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 even if you see this, you might say that you you don't mind. Let's say you're a mum and you, you give uh, with great pleasure to your children. You know, there's still going to come a point when it might all become too much. So I want you to get to know yourself. And when it comes to the end of the day and the drinking, specifically, I want you to ask questions like, why am I pouring myself a drink right now? Yeah, so literally write these questions down and answer them, right? Answer them on paper. I always like to do things on pen and paper, right? So why am I pouring myself a drink right now? That, by the way, that question can also help to interrupt the automatic pattern of drinking, just, just asking yourself before you actually drink. Okay, I'll get on with question two. What do I feel like I need a break from? Another good one, helps you to really see what's been going on. Why do I feel I need to take the edge off? And if you answer that, and that you need a break from maybe the relentless pressure of trying to keep everyone happy or trying to, you know, um, clean up after the family or whatever, then that's where you need to pay attention, right? Whatever answers you provide to yourself, those are the clues as to what you need. Those are the clues as to where you're using drink to drink over, as a symptom, drink over these underlying needs that you have that are not being met. Focusing on this is going to make all the difference because I'll tell you this, you can stop drinking, right? You can, and this is what might happen, what happens with so many people, in fact. They can stop drinking, whether you do it by willpower, you know that's not my preferred technique, but in any case, you can stop drinking. And people do this and they'll forego their nightly glass of wine. And they do that for a few days, but then they're confused. They don't understand why they don't feel better. And it's because of what I was just talking about. It's what's going on behind the scenes and under the surface that matters. The cause of the drinking. Because drinking really is just a symptom. It's just that quick fix to what emotion you're feeling at the time. And because your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings fuel your actions, it's your feelings that are fueling your people-pleasing. And that people-pleasing in turn fuels our drinking because we think, ah! I don't want to you know, be feeling this and, and this isn't working and I'm exhausted and then I need to drink to give me some me time. Here's how this tends to play out. So what will happen is that we will decide, when we decide that we want to change our drinking, which again is just a symptom, but we'll, we'll make this decision, we say we want to change our drinking. And then we'll say things like, I'm doing it because... I don't like how I'm feeling, right? I just don't like the negative consequences, the hangovers and the belligerence and so on. And and we say we're gonna do this and all the focus tends to be on the action of changing the habit. Now there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's, it's better than just sitting in the habit. But here's the thing, 
If you only focus on changing the habit, if you only focus on saying things like, right, I'm not going to drink anymore in the evenings, or I'm never going to have more than two glasses of wine. If you only focus on that, you're going to be missing something really important. You're going to be missing what made you feel like you needed to take the drink to relax in the first place. What made you feel like you just needed to cut yourself off from what was going on in your head? What made you feel like you just needed to take a breather from the thoughts you were having to kind of escape your life for a little bit? And by the way, drinking is just one way of escaping. People do this in all sorts of ways, overworking, shopping too much, overeating. So we focus on the action of changing the actual drinking and then we kind of ignore all the stuff under underneath and the idea is that you then kind of you seem to make yourself so busy who's done this yourself so busy that you don't have a moment to really look and see what's going on in your mind to look at how you really think about yourself or how you're really truly feeling so when we feel like we're running around like some crazy mad thing and when we're waking up in the morning and we already have thoughts about how we're already behind before we even get out of bed, that's the kind of thing we need to pay attention to, right? This is the real work and it makes all the difference. Secondly, I want to advise, I really want to encourage you to learn how to like yourself exactly as you are right now. This is a big one for increasing your sense of self-respect and really feeds into getting to know what you want to do, right? In the, the previous point, getting to know yourself and getting to know how you want to spend your time and what you want to achieve in your life. If you're people-pleasing to feel good about yourself in that in some way you're kind of feeling like you need to earn your self-worth from somebody else's impression of you, start getting this from yourself instead. Right. See yourself in a new light. You can start this right now. See that you are completely lovable as you are right now. When you seek affirmation and respect from yourself, you're going to become the stronger for it. You can respect yourself for maybe even just listening to this podcast by being willing to take the action to change what's going on with your drinking and to find out what's causing it. Appreciate yourself for what you bring to yourself. It's really mind-blowing. It feels like you're putting your arms around yourself and comforting yourself. This is the work because when you find out what's going on underneath, that's when you start to get answers as to why you're drinking. Thirdly, I want you to lean into the discomfort. Now, this means when it comes to people-pleasing, saying no. This means making active decisions for yourself, not based on what's easy or what you're avoiding or what someone else wants or even what someone else expects or what you even think somebody else wants, even if they haven't told you. This means saying you prefer not drinking and that's that when you're called boring for giving up alcohol, right? You back yourself. This means saying no to the party invitation when you'd rather stay in. This means being willing to be visible, right? To not worrying about what others think of you, being willing for them to judge you, for you to be teased or called a party pooper if you don't join in the quote unquote fun. This means being willing to sit with the urge to drink and not reacting. 
Now, all of this is going to feel scary. In fact, it most likely probably will, especially as you won't be adept at it just yet. But you get better at what you practice. And think about it. The cost of going along with what you've always been doing, putting others first and really leaving yourself in many ways no option in your mind than to just you know, collapse at the end of the day with that glass of wine. The cost of that is too high. It's really too high. It's too high a price you're paying. Because when you make decisions from that place of fear, based on what someone else wants or what you think they want, and it's not your own desires, or even because you don't know what your own desires are. I mean, we say that as well, I'll do what's easiest for, for that person because I don't, I don't know what I want. You start doing this repeated basis. You send yourself the message that you don't matter. And then you're going to act that out in your life and create situations that seem to prove it's true. And that's when you get into almost drinking against your will and you feel worse for drinking because it's kind of like you're proving to yourself that you really don't matter. And that's the last thing that you want. Making active choices is a habit and a skill. You just might not be good at it right now. That's okay. We get better at what we practice. That might help if you think about the person you want to become. Clearing your head of what you think you should do and asking what you want. What would happen if you said no to the things that you don't want? You don't have to do it for all things, of course, but just, just try it out with a few to start with. What would happen if you stopped seeking approval for yourself from other people? This is how you create your own life. Rather than passively living in the one you have, and the one that you are plastering over with alcohol. Right? This is the big difference. And this is possible for you. It's possible for you to create that life so that you have the freedom to live who you are and who you want to be without feeling that alcohol is the quick fix and the only sort of way to really give you what you need. You get there by showing up and doing the work, by making decisions for yourself. Now, if that resonates and you want to do it, but you're not sure, I can help you. I can help you get to the point where you unwire and reprogram and figure out what's going on underneath the surface so that drinking really becomes an irrelevance in your life, if that's what you wish. And I can show you how to do this. So start putting yourself first right now today. Book your own consultation call. It's totally free. It's totally no strings attached. We'll spend 60 minutes together and we'll talk about you. It's all about you, where you've been, where you want to go, what hasn't worked in the past. And then on that call, I'll build out the actual specific simple plan. I promise it's simple to get you to where you want to be. Right? So that's on offer for you right now, you can email me anna at 90dayslater.co or go to 90dayslater.co and you can click on the blue button and pick a time in my calendar and book a call. Do it. This is a marvellous gift you're giving to yourself to create the life that you want. Okay, that's it for now. I will see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around 
and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.